Hello and welcome back to another episode of Keep Going and Growing with me, Neve Stone, your host. I hope you're having a good day and thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you listening to my podcast and thanks for all the ongoing support, whether you've been listening for a while or you're a new listener. I've been wanting to make this episode for a while now and as we've been transitioning out of lockdown back into normal life, I thought it'd be a good time to address mental health awareness and support and thinking a bit about post-lockdown anxiety. I want to start this off by reminding you that obviously I'm not an expert in any way, shape or form and I'm just speaking from my own experience and of those I know around me. Mental health is such a sensitive topic and my intention for this episode is to help and not to offend or upset anyone. With mental health it can be difficult to talk about because we cannot know the experiences of others and we cannot know what goes on inside their head. Each and every experience is so different and just as valid as anyone else's and so I don't want to try and speak for every personal experience but just speak generally about mental health in hopefully what is a helpful and supportive way. There are so many different kinds of mental health struggles that people experience and I'm always trying to become more educated in this area but I'm sorry if I say anything that is incorrect or that you don't agree with. If you're struggling with bad mental health and are feeling unable to cope, please do reach out to family and friends and seek help from a medical professional as there is nothing more important than taking care of your mental well-being. Only you know how you are feeling and if it's too much then please don't stay quiet but speak to someone you can trust. If you don't feel you have anyone to speak to then there are anonymous helplines such as the Samaritans in the UK where you can speak to someone. I've left links to these helplines both in the UK and the US below in the episode notes. You are never alone and your thoughts and feelings are always important and valid. I also wanted to say that just because you haven't been diagnosed with a mental illness doesn't mean you can't be struggling. Everyone has struggles whether they are linked to a specific illness or not and it does not make your feelings any less valid. I think I've been nervous of making this episode because it feels very personal and serious. I know that it's so important to talk about mental health and to open up that conversation no matter how scary it is to do so. Mental health is a big theme of this podcast and so I just wanted to make a whole episode talking about it but it's hard to address the whole of the topic of mental health in just one episode so this is a pretty brief chat as there's a lot more to say but I'm sure I'll do more episodes on this in the future as it's just far too important to stop talking about it. The quote for this week is falling down is a part of life getting back up is living. This quote is a little bit cheesy however I love it because For me, it shows like the reality of life and that, yes, we do fall down and that happens to everyone in different ways throughout their life. But learning to keep going and get back up and keep fighting is so important. We need to find our own ways to adapt and cope with the challenges life throws at us. It's never easy and I hope I don't make it sound like it is. But we can't walk through life avoiding hardship and pain. It's impossible because we will always face something difficult. We have no choice sometimes but just to keep going and taking things day by day and little by little. It's baby steps to build ourselves back up and luckily there are often others around us that can help us get back up. We all need to look out for others and notice when they have fallen down and when we need to extend a helping hand or a shoulder to cry on. And we need to notice when we ourselves have fallen down and need to ask for help from others and to look out for ourselves. 
So book update, not a huge amount of update. I'm still reading Madame Bovary. However, this is so embarrassing. I realised that in like the last two episodes where I've talked about this book, I've been saying the author's name wrong because it's a French name, I think. And um, my dad actually studied this book at university. He did French at university and he's been laughing at me so much because I've really been mispronouncing this author's name. I thought it was Gustave Flaubert, which is just which is just wrong. And that's what I've been saying in my other episodes. But apparently it's Flaubert, like Gustave Flaubert. Look, I've never studied French. I'm, I do not speak French at all. <laughs> I just, my, yeah, my understanding of French is very, very limited. So yeah, I've been saying that wrong. So anyway, um, I'm probably still saying it wrong. I just, yeah, me and French, it's just, no, we do not, we do not get on. But anyway, um, yeah, sorry that I've been saying the name wrong, but maybe it gave you a little laugh. Maybe you've been laughing at me and yeah, (laughs) my dad definitely finds it very funny. But anyway, in terms of the book, um, I'm like halfway through and I mean, it's okay. I just... The language is a bit heavy sometimes and there's lots of references to like French places that I don't know and I keep having to like look it up and look up words and yeah I'm definitely widening my my um, vocabulary it's definitely helpful for me to learn but yeah um, it's not my favourite book so far it's a bit of a <laughs> I kind of have to like motivate myself to read it I'm not like you know it's not really a page turner so fast but but maybe it will get better maybe it will but it is a classic, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with it, and we'll see. Maybe I'll end up loving it. So, yeah, it's all about a woman and her various relationships, and just her going through life with her husband. And not, I won't lie, not a huge amount has happened so far. I'm not really sure if anything is going to happen, but I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see, won't we? I'll I'll keep you updated, like I always do. But um can't really even tell what it's about at this point we'll see life update so I finished my job I'm a little bit sad like I said last week I am sad to be leaving but yeah I've done my last week now and yeah I just loved this job and yeah I feel like I spoke about this in a lot of depth in last week's episode so if you've listened to that then you probably don't want to hear me ramble on any more about my job um, but yeah, so I've I've left my job now. So I was a waitress in like a coffee shop slash restaurant and I really loved it there. And I'm already missing all my colleagues. It's so weird like seeing people every day and then it's like, well, bye, I don't work here anymore. Like it's so strange. And you build like such a good relationship with people. But anyway, I'm looking forward to just having a bit more time, a bit more time to relax before I go off to university in September what else have I been doing? So it's been some really nice weather. We're really into the summer now. And (laughs) I did a whole episode last week on like summer and like why I love summer. And in it, I was like, oh my gosh, I never sunbathe. Like you will not catch me sunbathing. And I've done a little bit of sunbathing. I won't lie. So I'm a bit of a liar. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've done a bit of sunbathing. I still hate it though. Like I still hate sunbathing. Like it's really not a fun time. Like I'm sweaty. I'm hot. Like I have to drink water constantly to stay hydrated. Like I'm all sticky with sun cream. It's not, it's not an activity that I particularly enjoy, but I thought I should confess to that since saying that I would never be sunbathing. I have done a little bit of sunbathing, but 
I can't st- I can't stay outside in the sun for more than like an hour like I just get way way too hot but yeah <laughs> I still hate it but I did it <laughs> I felt like I was on holiday like lying on my sun lounger in the sun it was quite fun but I wish there was like a pool for me to then get into unfortunately I do not have one of those <laughs> what else I've been doing well I finished um little Netflix update. I finished watching Atypical season four and I really loved it. I love that show and yeah, I've sped through it. I actually had to like slow myself down because I did I wanted it to like last longer. I didn't want to like watch it all in two days. I had to like pace myself <laughs> to make it last longer. I'm now going to watch season two of Never Have I Ever, which is also on Netflix. So yeah, um, in terms of like food and stuff, I've been I've been making smoothies every day with like frozen berries and then like adding a banana and some juice and it's just so refreshing in the heat. I've really been enjoying that. I used to have a smoothie like every day, but then I didn't for a while, but now I'm back on my smoothie game and back on the smoothie grind. So been enjoying that, very refreshing. So let's just get right into it. Let's get into the topic. And yeah, I didn't really know how to structure this episode. I really struggled with like the planning because I had so much I wanted to say, but I didn't know how to sort of separate it into sections. So sorry if it's a bit random, but yeah, let's just let's just um, get right into it. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was just respecting others, educating yourself and opening up the conversation. So There are so many effects that mental illnesses have on us, but a common feeling associated with mental illnesses and mental health issues is the feeling of isolation. And mental health struggles can make a person just feel so isolated. It makes them feel like they're the only person who understands how they feel and they can close themselves off from other people as a result. I feel like a huge reason for this is because there's this stigma and taboo surrounding mental health and people feel unable to talk about their struggles, especially in the context of the workplace or at school. But for a lot of people, this this may be the only interaction they have with others. Resources may be available, but they feel embarrassed making use of those resources or facilities. There needs to be more open conversations about mental health and people need to be bringing it up more often so that if someone is struggling, they feel more able to discuss their feelings and thoughts. This is an issue for everyone, but I think especially for men, as there is a big emphasis on being a man and being tough and strong, which is really just toxic masculinity and that is harmful to men and their mental well-being. I mean, to be honest, it's so stupid because the main thing that makes somebody strong and manly is being comfortable with themselves and being able to talk about the things that are bothering them, not having to suppress things and hide them away. I think that that is not manly in any way. I think being comfortable and being in touch with your emotions is far more admirable and manly and far more strong. But anyway, there's definitely this thing of toxic masculinity that goes on in society I was listening to something the other day and they were saying I think it was a podcast and they were saying that men especially feel that there is no place where they feel comfortable talking about their feelings or they said the only place they felt comfortable was at the barbers you know with someone who they didn't have to see very often and 
this means they're obviously not opening up to their friends and family a lot of people both female and male they just feel unable to bring up their thoughts and feelings to friends or family but if we are regularly creating a space where we discuss our emotions and feelings this may help to make people feel more comfortable if you share something you found hard or you say something that made you anxious you may help someone else to open up and feel comfortable to share something that's been on their mind checking in with your friends and family is so important and just asking how they're feeling or if they are finding something difficult and just opening up those spaces is so important instead of making feelings an awkward topic make it something honest and refreshing and open it may take time and practice but it will be worth it the more you bring it up hopefully the more that awkwardness will fade around that topic another problem is that I just don't think people talk about things because people don't understand and they feel isolated and they feel that people won't understand what they're saying and most of the time people don't because unless someone themselves has had a mental illness and struggled with something or they perhaps live with someone who has been struggling with a mental issue they most likely won't know about it and I think this is why it's so important for each and every one of us to be educating ourselves and to take on a responsibility to understand how mental struggles can affect someone. And many mental illnesses are misunderstood. For example, OCD is one that I think is a good example. I feel like people throw around the term OCD without understanding what it means. And it means more than just, you know, finding it satisfying when things are tidy or you like everything arranged in colour order. OCD is experiencing unwelcome thoughts images urges worries or doubts that repeatedly appear in your mind they can make you feel very anxious and cause an individual to have compulsions which are repetitive activities that you do to reduce the anxiety and some with OCD believes that if they don't do things a certain way they will be causing harm it's so much more upsetting than just oh things are a bit messy I find that a bit stressful and I think we need to sort of stop throwing around bashing around the term OCD without really understanding what we're saying I think it's just one example of a misunderstood mental illness and there are just so many more that's just one example the stigma and awkwardness that accompanies talking about mental illness I think it just stems from a lack of education and understanding of course you can't become an expert on all mental illnesses but perhaps you could look into the most common ones you know anxiety depression bipolar disorder and Research ones that perhaps one of your friends struggles with, like OCD or schizophrenia. And in doing so, you can better understand them and be a better friend in supporting them. I believe that if we discuss mental health as often as we discuss the weather or what we're having for dinner, then it wouldn't be so taboo. If we spoke to people knowing that they have some education on something, you'd feel more able to speak to them if they've done a bit of research on what you're going through and what's going on inside your head. Perhaps it would just be easier and help the person struggling to not feel so alienated and cut off from those around them. We also need to be patient with people and just not expect them to always feel able to talk about things as with most with most mental struggles, there are just there are some very bad days and there are other days and things are slightly more bearable. And you know, from the outside, it's really hard to tell what kind of day they're having. So it's important not to push people and just open up that space and then let them come to you when they're ready i also wanted to talk about post-lockdown anxiety because 
this is something that I've definitely been experiencing. And I know that lots of people I've spoken to have been experiencing as well. Obviously, on July 19th, a lot of the restrictions were eased and we no longer have to wear masks and social distancing is no longer a thing. So, yeah, there's been a lot of changes and most of the restrictions have basically been removed now. And I think that a lot of people feel very ready for this, but a lot of people don't. And there's a lot of anxiety surrounding post-lockdown and post-lockdown life and what it's going to be like. And just going from a state of being in the middle of a pandemic and a lockdown to suddenly being back to normal life. And I'm saying that with like inverted commas, because I don't think we can just suddenly go back to normal life. I think that the pandemic is still happening the virus is still around. Yes, there's been great progress with the vaccine and that's that's amazing. But we can't just completely forget about it and go back to how things were before. So much has happened and people have had so many struggles and mental health and people have lost people. And yeah, I just think it's very hard to suddenly just go back to normal. And I think a lot of us have been feeling this and I feel like post-lockdown anxiety is a very common thing and affects people in different ways and to different extents and levels. So. I think for a lot of people, post-lockdown anxiety, it's it's hard because a lot of people may never have experienced anxiety and now they're feeling it for the first time and it's new and it's scary and they don't know how to cope with it or manage it or they don't know what they're feeling and during the pandemic this anxiety has sort of developed and there are other people with previous anxiety, they've always had anxiety and they're now finding things even harder because there's been this addition to their previous anxieties throughout the pandemic. And yeah, people are in all different situations, but I think we can all agree that the pandemic has had a negative impact on people's mental health. And it's definitely caused this anxiety for a lot of people in one way or another. So I think the pandemic has caused a huge rise in anxiety and created a health anxiety. And health anxiety, if you don't know, is just any anxiety surrounding health and well-being and yeah anything to do with disease or illness or germs or it's it's a very broad term and there's lots of different things within that it's definitely an umbrella term and if you want to look into that more than definitely do but yeah I think it's definitely created or exacerbated a health anxiety for a lot of people and a lot of people may be already had, maybe they already had health anxiety and now it's become a lot worse living in a pandemic. And I think for everybody, it's just been very difficult living in a state of pandemic for a prolonged period of time. And during the pandemic, we've just had everything stripped away from us, everything we considered to be normal, everything we depended on and relied on and just took for granted as just being everyday life it's all been taken away and we've had to adapt and cope just very quickly it all happened very suddenly and it's been hard for everyone in different ways all across the world it's hard because the constant news of deaths it's just been so difficult being surrounded by that and this constant reminder of death and anxiety and People have lost people during this pandemic. People have lost their loved ones. And then there's the grief that comes with that. And it's all been a lot. And yeah, it's it's just been a lot. And I think every individual has felt this to a certain extent. And we've all really struggled during this pandemic. It was so unexpected and not something we could have prepared for in any way. And unfortunately, there's lots of people who have not made it through the pandemic. And 
as I say, we're grieving and very sad for those people and their loved ones. It's just been a very, very difficult time. And I know that for a lot of people who maybe lost people previously or they lost people in the past a while ago, going back into that state of lockdown brought back a lot of those feelings of grief and just grieving for their country and the situation. And yeah, I think a lot of this has felt like the process of grief. And yeah, it's brought back a lot of feelings and emotions for people that they found very difficult. And yeah, it's so complicated and it creates so many different emotions. And I'm just really sending love to anyone who's lost a loved one, especially during the pandemic, because it's been, it's just been super hard to access the normal support you would get in pre-pandemic times there was a lot more support available than there is now and so many people have have lost their lives and there's so many people left behind who are then trying to cope with that and I know that there have been huge waiting lists for NHS services and university services as places just unable to cope with the level of support needed for people there's such a high demand for support such as counselling but there's not enough people to be providing those services and people are then having to wait on waiting lists and they really need help and access to support. It's been a very anxious time and people have not had access to as much support as normal and as necessary. And I've had conversations with people who are experiencing anxiety for the first time during the pandemic and with so many changes and as we come out of lockdown in the UK, a lot of people, they're a lot more hesitant and cautious and they're finding things difficult, which they didn't before. And it all feels very new and scary. They've never experienced these feelings of anxieties before and they're trying to now cope with that. And then I've had conversations with people who have struggled with mental illnesses throughout their life and they were coping well and then the pandemic hit and they had a relapse and they went back into that really difficult place. And like I said earlier, with grief, people have lost people maybe three, four years ago and they were they felt they were coping well with their grief and then being put into the pandemic, being faced with the pandemic, they they then were plunged back into the depths of their grief and they experienced those feelings all over again and it became all a lot harder, the things they were previously coping with. There are others then who, yeah, have been finding things very hard and then the pandemic hit and just added further anxieties and further difficulties to their previous struggles and we cannot compare anyone's experiences. They are all equally valid and everybody is experiencing such different things and this. The reason I'm saying all of this is just to try and show the different complexities and different situations and it's just yeah it's so complex and people are experiencing all different things and we just have to be looking out for people and just be aware that people are facing these things and you know some people are facing more than just the pandemic and some people are just facing the pandemic and find that difficult and then yeah other people are facing more than that and then the pandemic on top of it is making things so much harder so yeah it's a very difficult time. We can see, though, that it's just a very hard time for a lot of people. And yeah, like I say, we need to be looking out for one another and ourselves. I know that for me personally, I want to be wearing my mask, for example, because I'm worried about the virus and health. And I want to be as safe as possible and protect myself, even though we no longer have to wear a mask. It makes me feel safer. I know that a lot of other people feel this way, too. We are untrusting and anxious of the easing of restrictions after so much turmoil and changes during the pandemic just feels wrong to go back to quote-unquote normal life. I think it's also worth noting that a lot of people have experienced things that 
yeah, like I said, have nothing to do with the pandemic and then are then finding the extra pressures of the pandemic difficult and there are so many different situations. And we just need to be mindful of how we treat and respond to others. There are other things going on and, yeah, I think post-lockdown anxiety has just been, yeah, something that a lot of people have been experiencing lately and for various different reasons. Like, I've just tried to <laughs> tried to explain. I don't know if I did that very well, but, yeah. <laughs> let's just be looking out for each other and looking out for ourselves and I want to move on to talking about now how can we cope and help ourselves and support one another so the first thing I would say is counselling which is quite an obvious one but it's something that I found really really helpful and yeah just so beneficial but I know that it's really hard to access unfortunately and yeah, I know that on the NHS there are long waiting lists and then it's very expensive if you do it privately. So yeah, it, it's kind of complicated. But if you are able to access that, then that is a really great thing to do. Another thing, obviously, is just talking to friends and family. It can just make such a big difference and not isolating yourself, but reaching out to people. Another great thing is support groups and a lot of these starting up again in person but they've continued throughout the pandemic online and it's just a great little way to to connect with other people maybe once a week maybe once a month but connect with people who are facing similar things to you a lot of universities have these for example lots of charities so you can just have a little google and I'm sure you'll be able to find one another great thing is instagram and I think there are such great mental health support communities out there and I've definitely found quite a few and there are great accounts out there that can really help educate you and really support you and help you find other people who might be going through similar things. I think another great thing is podcasts. There are so many podcasts out there which address mental health and that are just themed and focused around mental health and I think they can be really helpful and you know I just yeah I think just opening up those conversations and normalizing it is a great thing. Another great thing is just journaling and that's something you can just do completely by yourself and it's just checking in with yourself and tracking your progress. There are great apps such as Jour, that's J-O-U-R, that gives you prompts if you just if you don't know where to begin or maybe you just want to just write a big long page about how you're feeling and what you're struggling with and just getting it out on the page can really help. I really think that this is great and I did an episode quite a while ago now all about journaling and the benefits so you can always listen to that if you want to know more about journaling but I think just writing how you're feeling just getting it out of your head can be so helpful and really therapeutic. Another great thing to do is just to start a new hobby and find something to focus your time on and your energy and take your mind off things and this can be hard but I think that focusing your time and energy on something is really helpful like for me for example I obviously have this podcast you could do content creating such as podcasting or YouTube um a lot of people like to do gaming that's a time when they can really relax a lot of people like to do drawing or painting and being creative and it's a time when they find they can really release those feelings and release that tension and focus on something else you could start a new instrument you could start a new sport you could learn a new language and maybe none of those things sound interesting to you but just find something find a new hobby that you can really focus on and put your time and energy into 
I think that'll be so helpful for a lot of people. Obviously, everyone's different, but I'm sure there's something that will work for you. Another great thing is just watching TV or a movie or reading a book, just something that takes you away from yourself and it offers relief and a bit of a break from thinking, just getting lost in something else, getting lost in a magical universe, focusing on the characters instead of focusing on your own life. Just, yeah, I think it's a great way to sort of have that bit of relief and a bit of a break. And then I wanted to talk about routine maybe you're stuck in a routine and you just need to find a bit of a change to your routine and maybe that would be really helpful for you and yeah but then equally maybe you feel a bit lost and maybe creating a routine maybe making a morning routine or a night routine or just having a bit more structure to your day would be something that's really helpful for you so I think routine can make a big difference especially when things are feeling a bit scary just having a little routine just having little things to do even if it's just like brushing brushing your teeth or having breakfast just making a little routine for yourself to make everything feel a bit more manageable another great thing to do is have a change of scene if you can and go somewhere new even if it's just for the day just have a bit of change of scene just switch up your surroundings do something in a different place maybe you'd normally do it have your breakfast in a different place or watch tv somewhere else just any small things that can help and something you can do is well if there's something in particular that's bothering you for example, if someone's bothering you or some, you're worrying about something you've said, maybe speak to that person to try and ease that anxiety or you can ask questions if you're worried about something and, yeah, you can speak to someone else about it if you think that would be helpful. But also doing practical things that could ease the worry. So, for example, if there's something you really want to achieve but it's really worrying you and you just don't know how to do it and it's, you're just feeling so far from that goal and it's making you really stressed out I think that it's great to look at the little baby steps you can take now and look at what you can do now to achieve that one day in the future and I think you feel better once you're one step closer once you're doing things to actively work towards that goal that's really stressing you out and making you upset Another great thing to do is practice mindfulness and breathing exercises and meditation. This is something that I know works for a lot of people. And maybe when you're feeling anxious, for example, taking a breather, just learning some breathing exercises, taking deep breaths, maybe that can really help you to just calm and center yourself and slow down your mind and your breathing and your body. I know that a lot of people like to do this through yoga, for example, and just, yeah, syncing up your body and mind and getting in touch with your emotions through your breath but at the end of the day only you know what feels helpful so do what is best for you and if nothing is helping you then you need to look into more professional help and please don't ignore your feelings thank you so much for listening to today's episode I know it was a more serious one but it was something I felt was very important to talk about and I wanted to make sure I did this in the best way possible and I hope I have done so. My aim is to help but I'm sorry if this was unhelpful for you. Everyone's mental health is so different and so it can be difficult when having to generalise and put it into an episode like this. If you have any helpful resources then please do let me know. Like I said earlier I'm always looking to become more educated about this and to work on my own mental health struggles. I'll be leaving some resources in the episode description that I find helpful and maybe you might too. Please be taking care of yourself and seeking help if you need it. I mean I'm always happy to talk if you would like to if you would find that helpful. 
obviously I can understand if it's not. You can always reach me if you'd like to over on the podcast Instagram at keepgingy underscore podcast. If you have a moment, please do subscribe to the podcast. It's free and very easy and means that you'll be able to see my future episodes. If you have a moment, please do rate and review the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. It would mean a lot to me. Stay safe, have a great day, a great week, and I will see you next week with another episode. Bye!